This week on Audio Nashville. A friend of mine who was a writer, I asked him about writing and he said, well, show me some of your stuff and let me see what you got. And I said, no way, man, you'll, you'll laugh, it won't be any good. And he said, well, I guess you'll never know. Audio Nashville talks to Brian White, writer of the Rodney Atkins mega hit, I'm Watching You. Voted CSAC's Country Song of the Year and nominated for Song of the Year at the upcoming Academy of Country Music Awards. I'm your host, Marie McDonald. Brian White has had an amazing career in the music business. He's penned 11 number one songs, won two Dove Awards, released five albums as an artist, and has been showered by numerous awards and accolades. Brian started his journey as a youth and music minister and throughout his spectacular career has continued to shape lives through his songs. Audio Nashville's Don McNatt sat down with Brian after his performance at Nashville's On the Rocks. We're sitting outside a place called On the Rocks right now where they've got a new writer's night going on. They've only had it going a few weeks. If you're coming to Nashville, you're going to want to look for it. Uh, but tonight they've had a particularly stellar lineup, and we've had the opportunity to check Brian, to catch Brian White as he's coming out here and get a little interview with him. So Stellar, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't it? it was cool. They had it really was, good guys, it was guys great tonight. Time. Even had Jimbo Henson get up for a number that he wasn't playing for. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, uh, lots of things went on tonight. Uh, but one of the things that you mentioned tonight is uh, uh, you said one time you've been doing this about 25 years how, how long did, have you when did you come to Nashville I moved to Nashville in about 85 uh, I guess it was and, and I actually didn't move here for music I was uh, a youth pastor and uh, but I always wrote music and kind of had that in my back pocket when I was in college you know writing songs for your girlfriend or whatever have you been playing and, in bands and that yeah, sort of stuff playing in bands and and uh, just uh, a friend of mine who was a writer, I asked him about writing, and he said, well, show me some of your stuff, and let me see what you got. And I said, no way, man. You'll, you'll laugh. It won't be any good. And he said, well, I guess you'll never know. And that was just enough to make me go, I don't want to go through the rest of my life wondering if I could have pulled that off. And ended up actually signing a, a record deal, toured for 15 years as an artist. And Pretty important uh, establishing a relationship with a big publisher. Big time. Big time. And, uh, and the personality of that publisher, did you get somebody that, that really listened, or what was your experience oh, yeah. with your first publisher? Uh, he, the, the first couple of songs I turned in, he, he liked them, and he called back and said, man, what else you got? And let's try to put you up, with, hook you up with some guys that are, you know, in the same caliber. And, and you're right, this, this business is all about relationships, and it's going to push you out of your comfort zone. Um, I work with NSAI, which is the National Songwriters Association, and I teach classes. And one of my classes is Dare to Suck. And if you're afraid to suck, you'll never make it. If you're afraid to put it out there, you know, it's, it's that element of going, hey, man, the worst they could do is say no or, or not, but they just might like it. And so I had to kind of overcome that, uh, that element of my own writing career. I, I've developed what I call rule number one. And the rule belongs to the audience, and it simply is we get to be the judge of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't ever feel good getting up and telling an audience this is a great song. I think they get to be the exactly. judge of that. And I certainly don't want to tell them I don't think this song is very good because it may be the one that they love. Yeah. Uh, all the songwriters have songs, uh, stories about the song that they wrote that was just a little ditty in the afternoon. And it many times became their greatest hit yeah. because people love simple. Yeah. You're right. You do. I mean, I find more times than uh, when I'm writing something new, I, I, I like to just kind of throw it out there and see how the crowd reacts. And there are times, you know, we finish writing a song and go, man, this is great. And then you play it live and you go, eh, maybe not so much. 
and other things you pull out and you go, I never felt like it was strong, but it connects because it's simple. And people go, oh, I really love that tune. So, yeah, the audience is a good judge. Now, you're out here on a night like tonight, so uh, I'm assuming that you are the, of the belief that I am, that the audience is a collaborator, and it's really hard to tell what you've got until you've played it for an yep. audience. Yeah, you're right. And especially in this town, you're sitting down, everybody's a songwriter. So, you know, everybody's out there kind of listening for the rhyme scheme and the accent, the syllable count. They're kind of going, did it all fall in place? Was it right? You know, the cr- critical thinkers. Uh, but I love uh, those that come in and I can, I can feel them, uh, their heart. I can see them bleeding. You know, I go, okay, they felt that. And uh, my publisher tells me, write what you know. And when you write what you know, it usually is going to have heart to it. And do you go places sometimes where there's, you might say, civilians there, where it's not a songwriting crowd, just to see how they're going to like it? Oh, yeah. Well, that, if, you, if you capture them or if you don't capture them, you know, if, if, uh, you, you can become dinner music pretty quick. It's, it's not interesting to them. They're kind of, they're not for that. But when you can stop that crowd in the middle of whatever they're doing and they stop and listen, you, you, you got something. You know? I've got some experience with that. You, you've got a song right now. Uh, I'm going to jump really far in the future now. We talked about your beginnings a little bit, and we're skipping over the middle, which I'm That's sure okay. was a pretty serious <laughs> time that you put a little effort oh, yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. There's a little but as a result of all that, you got one right now that everybody loves. Uh, tell, t- tell me what's going on with that. Uh, Watching You has been uh, one of those songs that when we wrote it that day, I think we all felt like we had something special. And uh, when Rodney uh, singled it, radio was calling saying, hey, we need this message. And we started getting emails immediately from moms and dads saying, wow, this has impacted the way I parent my child and the things I say and the things I do. And, uh, uh, and which was, as a songwriter, you hope that you, you connect like that. That's right. And it's done well. It, uh, we ended up number one for five weeks, and then it was a, a CSAC song of the year, then it was the most played country song of 2007, and we just, uh, a couple weeks ago, find out found out we were nominated for uh, the Academy of Country Music Song of the Year. So right. that, and it, the accolades are nice, but uh, uh, one of the most rewarding things, Rodney played here recently at the uh, Somme Center, and when he came out to sing it, he didn't even sing the chorus, the, the audience sang it. And, and to know that that many people knew your song, and it, it, it was like in their minds well, like now, that. Th- this was a room full of songwriters tonight, but I don't know if you noticed that when you got to the course, you were not alone. Oh. There was harmony all over the room. <laughs> I Every, loved it. Everybody loved in the room loves yeah. and admires the song yeah. and, and appreciated a chance to sing along. Wow, that was awesome. And, uh, and you know what? You hope that that's not that once-in-a-lifetime moment, you know, but uh, but if that's if that's all I ever had, it's a song that I'll be proud to play years from now. And go, you know, this was something special. And uh, well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to just repeat what you said, but at the same time, I, I don't want to miss the, a point here because we've talked about that. Sometimes you write this little ditty, and it's what the public likes because it's fun and everything. But when you can write a song that people identify with in the same way that they do that ditty, and it's an important song with a message that moves people's lives, that, that that's when your songwriting is. It's brought it on all home. Yeah, it, it's connected and it's it's impacted, and that that's cool to impact people. Um, and and literally, like I said, um, after I got done tonight, I had a lady walk up and said, "My neighbor's son sings that song all the time," and it made my neighbor stop and and think about the words he was using in front of him and the things he was saying. And so you know what? It, it's a it's a positive message without beating people over the head with it. It's just like it steps out there and people go. Mm. 
you know, that's, a, that's a message I needed to hear. So I feel blessed to be a part so of it. So you came here as, as an assistant minister? What it, was yeah, it, I was a youth pastor. And, and you've kind of come full circle. Now. Yeah. You're, you're back to changing people's well, lives. You're, you're exactly right. And, uh, exactly uh, right. And I feel blessed. I mean, it's a, the Lord is uh, giving me that opportunity, and I'm trying to be wise with it and, and be uh, diligent. I take my my publishing deals seriously. I know they're, they're, I always joke and say there's a young guy coming to this town every day. What's my job? And I ain't going to give it to me. <laughs> I'm going to work hard and keep at it. Does your publishing company set up co-writes for you? Yeah, I, I write for Universal and uh, slash Brentwood Benson Music. I, I still have a very uh, strong gospel writing career. And uh, so well, I'm now, kind of the best of both. How many times a week might you meet with somebody to write or a month or how often? I write every day, uh, five days a week, at least once a day. A lot of times I have two a day. Okay. I'll write at 10 o'clock and at 2 o'clock, kind of like when we do sessions. And um, I, I just feel like there's there's songs out there. Someone say, how do you come up with ideas like that? And I, I'm like, you know what? There are songs out there everywhere. They're floating in the air, man. There are ideas. They're on bumper stickers. They're in conversations with people. There's it, You just have to allow your mind to kind of get beyond your own little you know, circumstances or whatever and start listening. And uh, and we start listening to you finally. Yeah. And the exactly. other thing that you said, uh, here again, I don't want to skip back by it too quickly because I think it's important for anybody just listening to this that wonders, you know, what what makes you a songwriter? What what do songwriters do to become hit songwriters? And one of the really important things that you've said is that writers write. Uh, this is not something that happens to you every three or four months and you think you've got an idea. If you're a songwriter, you're exercising that muscle and you're right. Yeah, exactly. I believe uh, when I'm teaching the classes I do, uh, I tell my students, you should write every day. Use words every day, whether it's in a poem, a letter, a card, anything. Use words uh, and, and allow yourself. Sometimes I, don't, I may not write a song. I may write a poem. I, I write you know, just some thoughts, a journal. But it's those days that you kind of get into your hook book or your idea book and you find things happening. But it's a constantly keeping uh, an open conversation with the world, basically. Are there definitely songs that I've written? That will never be a hit, and they were probably written just for the sake of the practice of writing. But I did it that day, and you go, okay, that's not the best song I ever wrote, but it was the the, the practice and the work ethic. Get um, songs that you like. Why do you like them so much? Sit down and analyze them. Look at the structure of the song. Uh, look at the rhyme scheme, the accent. What makes that song connect? The emotion. Um, I've learned how to paint pictures in my songs, you know. And uh, there's there's those elements. Um, I. I I said this before. I could say, well, he was sitting there playing his, his guitar, or I could say he was strumming a six-string sunburst. And one of those paints more of a picture and gives you a visual. And we hear what we see. Yeah, and I, and I want to take the listener to a place in their mind, visually, not just hear it, but I want them to see what I'm saying. And, and the more that you kind of study writers that do that, Jeffrey Steele, Craig Wiseman, some of the great writers in this town, and you see how they paint pictures, uh, it challenges you to kind of push your envelope a little bit. So, But uh, you're going to find that you gain some confidence in your writing. And, and uh, you know, But if you're just going to kind of second-guess yourself, it'll never happen. You have to push yourself. Well, there's a lot of opinions in Nashville, and there's a, there's a lot of points of view and a lot of advice. But coming from you, because of the success you've had, and because we listen to your songs, and they, they, they are your strongest recommendation, it means an awful lot coming from you. And so well, I really you. appreciate you uh, My uh, giving us this, this advice today. And thanks again for the interview. Yeah. I'm Don McNatt. You're listening to Audio Nashville. To find out more about Brian, visit us at audionashville.com. You'll find links to our guests as well as videos of the interviews. 
If you have feedback or a question for one of our guests, please email us at info at We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Thanks for listening. 